This is a HeadGum Podcast. You miss me Unless I'm screening calls I might be Out for a tasty snack Ring, ring You've reached my machine You'll leave a message and I'll call you back Oh, you miss me And I don't have call waiting Leave me A message at the beat Leave your number and I'll make a plan to call you when I can Or try my pager You miss me Hey, it's Jack. You miss me, and I guess that makes me one call from you, none the richer. <laughs> but if you leave a message after the beep, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Hey, Jack. It's Tanner. Uh, just wanted to call and talk about that dude, Ducky McRae, uh, the guy who works at the bookstore uh, downtown that Sonny's Winslow's dad owns. I actually think she's been, like, putting the moves on him lately. Uh, but he's always, like, no dates for you! Do you know what I... Do you get that? It's a reference to a TV show called Seinfeld that came out, I think, six or seven years ago at this point. Anyway, he went out with her, but it was like, he thought he was going out with her as a friend, but she thought he was going out with her as a boyfriend, and at the end of the date... She kissed him on the mouth, and he, uh, let's just say, it it didn't move. You know, from Seinfeld? It's a Seinfeld joke. Because in that episode, George Costanza was getting a massage from a male masseuse, and he got an erection. Anyway, uh, it he doesn't have any feelings or attraction towards Sonny. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's also, that's a Seinfeld reference. That's kind of what they say about um, homosexual men. Um, And so she's not sponge-worthy, according to Ducky, because he wouldn't. That's another Seinfeld reference. Um, Are you watching this show? It's good. I think it just ended um, in 1999. Anyway... Um, that's pretty much it. They decide to just kind of be friends from that point on, um, and that goes well. They they are mature about it. Um, I will see you at school tomorrow, Jack. And that's I, that one's kind of hard to parse, but it's something that Newman, Jerry Seinfeld's neighbor, and Jerry Seinfeld say to one another when they see one another. They kind of say their name in sort of this, like, ah, you make me angry kind of way. So, Jack, I'll see you tomorrow at school. Um, One more Seinfeld reference. Got to be one in there somewhere. Uh, Vandalay Industries. Bye. Changes together alone.
Ten. Oh. Ten. Oh my god. Ten. Oh. oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Are you okay? I'm dialing nine one one. I'm fine. No, don't call nine one one. I, I'm just having this tingling feeling, and my entire left side is like, like I can't feel it. Okay, oh. I'm gonna dial nine one one. No, no, don't. No, it feels like. You know that scene in uh, in Alien when the alien uh, bursts through the chest. Oh. I'm just yeah. feel, I'm feeling that kind of tightness. <clears throat> Is it an alien? Is it an alien gonna burst through your chest? No, I don't think so. Oh, it's just like my whole body. It's like here's the thing about it that's weird. It's as unpleasant as the symptoms that I'm describing, and as much distress as I'm definitely in. I also feel a lot of pleasure and like this like peace. Like I can see this like light. You know, like I can see it's like I can see a light. And it like okay. sounds like like kind of like angels are like kind of seeing move, in the distance. If I were you, I'd move towards it. Okay, I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move in the direction of the light. Okay, great. Okay, what do you see? Anything interesting? Do you see uh, God? Dog. What's he like? Dogs. Dogs. It's like like every kind of dog. Wow. The Hound of the Baskervilles is there. The They're evil dogs. The dogs Those are like from phantom dogs. How are they in heaven? Ghostbusters are there. Those are also <laughs> evil dogs. Cerebus? <laughs> um, Cujo is there. Wow. Yeah, there's a three-headed dog. Um, I feel okay now, and the breathing has come back, and I think I was having a um, a thick attack. Wow. Yeah, that's what was going on as I was having a big old thack attack. Sorry to start the podcast with that. I didn't I thought I was fine. It's a just, Nolan one. It's a Nolan one, isn't it? And uh they got Nolan Ryan to do this one, didn't they? Because they needed a fucking closer. <laughs> Cy Young Award winner. <laughs> Nolan Ryan, who's <laughs> Nolan definitely Ryan. not a closer. <laughs> Few times I've been around that. Track. Track. With my good friend Tanner. Tanner and my my good good friend friend Jack. Because I ain't no Nola Thacker. Because I ain't ain't no no Nola Nola Thacker. That's right. It's a Nola book. It's a Nola book. Nola did this one. They were like, they pitched and pitched eight fucking innings. Anne and Jeannie and and Pete worked together. Yeah. (laughs) Pete came in for two innings. Pete came in for most of it. for three innings. Jeannie got the... um, she got the hook. Yeah. And they were like, and we just got to fucking like, get get this one past the post. We got a lead going into the ninth, and we just yeah. need somebody to fucking hang on to it so we can all go home. And who better? Who better Cy than Young Cy winner, Young Award Nola winner? Nola Thacker. Nola Thacker. And I am having a Thack attack, and I did have a big old Thack attack, didn't I? Yeah. Nolan won. Nolan won. Um, Nolan, Nolan for soup. Nolan for soup. Soup. That's like a bowling for soup. Yeah, I got it. Do you I remember get bowling it. from soup? I know I do, and I got it. Okay. Uh, the the Noli father. Okay. <laughs> the the, the noliest of Nolis. The father, the son, and the Noli spirit. There we go. The there Noli it is. Spirit. That's good. That's what I like. Okay. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. And it's the father. Peter is the son, and Nola is the Noli spirit. And then we got there. <laughs> That's what I like. Um, what do we do? What do we say? Should we say who we are? I'm Jack. Tanner. 
Um, and what we are is the Babysitter's Club Club, and what we do is read the California Diaries. And we read them all, didn't we? We finished We're all done. Of them. We don't we do them. that anymore, because we've we read don't. them all. We've read every we single it. one. That's old news. We read them all. And where do we go from here? Unclear. Unclear. Where we're going, we don't need eyes. That's the only thing we know. Or skin or muscles. We right. just need to be bones yeah. resting on the loamy soil of the Mongolian steppe as birds Mm -hmm. pick our bones clean and carry our corporeal beings and our incorporeal beings into the heavens into the heavens yes but before we do that i I just feel like it doesn't have a lot of weight anymore the the birds thing oh i feel it because we keep saying it and then we keep finding more babysitters club books and are we actually truly out of babysitters? Club I think so. I think this is it. And so we're going to really, we're going to jump off the precipice. But I think we are also jumping the gun here because although we, you and I have read all 15 California diaries and all mm-hmm. 131 canon books and all 37 mysteries and all 15 12, super 15 super specials and all seven portrait collections. Although that is true, we have not discussed the 15th California Diary, Ducky. <sighs> diary 3. Yeah. I just like, it scares me a little bit. It's like looking yeah. into the abyss. Yeah. And all that I have keeping me from falling into the abyss is this like lifeline. Yeah. This like very thin wire that's attaching me to like the spacecraft. Here's our life raft. It's a du- and and conveniently it's a ducky, isn't it? And ducks do float. Ducks do float, and ducky is a supportive and caring human being. Yeah. So. So we're having it both ways, and ducky is a bird, isn't it? And if if any bird is going to take our soul into the heaven, uh, why it, why not start off seeing if a ducky can do it? Because I don't think they eat meat. I don't think they have um, the right kind of beak for it. Okay. I think we're we're looking at like vultures and like crows oh, and things like that that's scarier than i realized i was imagining what kind of birds like, were you imagining i was thinking of like sparrows <laughs> i don't think they eat meat either they okay eat, like, well, i mean I they do but they, they eat, eat like eat worms meat. okay well now it's scary i was thinking of like duckies anyway we got to talk about the book don't we don't we i guess um it's... ducky uh, and sunny what an item huh what an item! Wow, uh, uh, ship th- those two, don't don't we? I love shipping this boy who's so confused about his sexuality, and this girl who's so open and confident with her sexuality. Right, it's a match made in heaven. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, this book, what Nola did in this book is she tried to get Ducky and Sunny together, and it didn't fucking work. It didn't work because Ducky is gay and they won't say it. They won't say it because they're fucking cowards. Yeah, <laughs> but they say, they like they literally come up with every way to say it without saying it. They just like completely dance around the. They, issue. The, the, this I can call this to memory. I didn't write this as a note, but at some point Ducky says. I don't know what was wrong. It just felt like there was no chemistry between us. It seems like I almost need a different chemistry set. And it's like, <laughs> yes, Ducky. Yes, Orem. 
Yes, Orem. <laughs> just just fucking gay. Orem. Say it. But that's the plot of the book. Maybe we're jumping the gun here. Maybe we should do our hit segment. I know you like to do things by the book here. We have a hit segment where we talk about the um, pizza toppings that they get. And they do have a pizza party in this book. They have a pizza party in the book. They talk about pizza toppings a lot. It's thematically appropriate. Yeah. And so it's this called... book is called Ducky. And on the front of the diary that this diary is, Ducky has written a word. One word. And it is mm. together. And we have a segment that's called What's, What's on, on Your Tombstone? finally come around episode 15 mm-hmm. you finally come around huh? yep yep and uh it's basically what would be the pizza topping if uh, words were pizza toppings and they were all, and diaries were pizzas pizzas yeah what topping would, would you have on your on pizza, your pizza? Yep. and it makes so much sense and thank you for bringing me around on this one and you're gonna get shot right by a uh, firing squad yes yeah and a, or a guillotine or a guillotine, or you're yep. going to be hanged at the gallows. Yes, but not before or... I have a delicious pizza. Right, and that's right. what they're, they're giving you the opportunity. Yeah. They're saying, you get one last go-round, bud. Yeah. What? In, 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 we're giving you one, th- one option, and yeah. it's eat a pizza, and what do you want on it? Yeah. You've you got one shot. Do not miss your chance. Don't blow. This pepperoni comes once in a lifetime. You know what I would say? What? If I were in front of the firing squad. What? About to be executed. What? And they said, what's on your tombstone? Would you say you that cool say? Eminem lyric that I just did? Bulletproof vest. Okay. All right. Loophole. And Loophole. now they shoot me and I survive. And then I... And you can't be tried twice for the same crime. It's called can't d- be tried double twice. jeopardy. It's called d- double identity. Yeah. <laughs> Great. But what we like to do is we say what will be on our diary. Don't we? Yeah. Uh, and what's on, on Duckies is together, so this should be pretty easy. It's just one word. Together. Here's what I can tell you. Together is Proto-Germanic via... Boy, it's a boy band. Is there a boy band called Together? Um, but it's with a two, right? It's with a two. Okay. Is it? Yes. Okay. And I think they were a joke boy band Okay. that actually found success. Is that right? I don't fucking know. I never heard of it. Yes. Together, usually styled as to get plus her or to get to plus get her. To get her. Okay. Was an American fictional boy band whose composition, songs, and formation stories is a satirical approach to boy bands. Okay. And I think they were actually very popular. Okay. So you want to just do that? Not necessarily. It's just the first place. Well, let me one. give you my other options and then we can decide. Uh, it's an interesting word because it is Proto-Germanic via Old English. Uh, the the root that brings you the word gather is also it's interesting because it's through Old English. It's not Latinate or Greek, but it also gives you the word gather. So that's interesting. So we could find a word that is Proto-Germanic via the Anglo-Saxon. Okay. 
Here's another possibility. It's uh, the first word of a Rick Astley song. Oh. Together forever, mm-hmm. I'll be in your heart. I think that's Rick Astley. Is that Rick Astley? No. Okay, who sings that song? Oh, no. This says it is Rick Astley. Okay. This is just a Rick Astley song? That's what I think. Together forever, I'll be with The final thing that together is, is it's a way of being that you would like to instantiate or reify with a lover, but not with an enemy. Well... Keep your enemies close. Okay. But for the most part. And your enemies closer. Okay. So should we, you want to do boy band? What do you like? No, I don't I don't want to do the boy band. I don't... Honestly, the most intriguing one to me so far was Proto-Germanic, because it. Okay. I feel like I have an opportunity to learn there. <clears throat> okay. To better myself. Mm-hmm. It's not exciting. No. Okay. And... I hate the Rick Astley one. Okay, well, I'm why don't still you not convinced it's Rick Astley? Tell me something that you would like to do with a lover that you wouldn't like to do with an enemy. Something I would love to do, like to yeah. do with a lover, but not with an enemy. But not with an enemy. Something I would like to do, like a mode, or of, something that I'm willing to, do. a way of being that you would like to be. I would like to and have done and 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 will plan on doing again someday. Yeah, going on road trips with lovers okay but you wouldn't hate to do that with an enemy but i think i would probably hate to do that with an enemy because you it's a confined space it's a lot of downtime it's a lot of like conversations it's a lot of agreeing on like what podcast we're going to listen to right yes you know and like that is going to be a tense conversation when it is an enemy i'm having that conversation with right so i think going on our long road trip together okay and deciding on which podcast to listen to is my answer. So your diary is called, what it says on the front of the diary is going on a long road trip. And deciding which podcast to listen to. And deciding which podcast to listen to. Okay. So what's happening? I want to buy this book. Okay. Here's one. Yeah. Okay. You go into, Jack, a yeah. small town, mm-hmm. California bookstore. Okay. Local place, mom and pop shop. Lovely. Cute little place. Like, the dude who owns it seems nice. He's obviously got, like, teenagers. Like, maybe one of them is his daughter and, like, her friend, like, behind the counter. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. And you case the joint because you were a notorious book thief. Okay. And you decide that this is a, a perfect mark and that this is the kind of place that you could easily steal up to two books from. Okay. Quite easily. Yeah. So you pick an afternoon. Mm-hmm. You go in. You see that it's just a like a 13-year-old girl and like a 16-year-old boy working. Mm-hmm. And they're very Do they busy, seem like, like they're dating? She seems interested in him. Okay. He does not seem mega interested in her, I think. And or I'm not any good at this, And I, I actually even hate to speculate on this kind of yeah. stuff. But I, I suspect he might be gay. Okay. Um, that's just the vibe I got. Mm-hmm. So you're there. They're like doing something with Barbies in the front window. They're very distracted. Mm-hmm. You're walking through the aisles of the bookstore, and you you've sort of cased out four books that you think would be very easy to steal. Okay, slip into your jacket and walk out without paying. Mm-hmm. The first book is Who Moved My Cheese. Oh fuck yes! It's I a love management that. book. Yeah, 
it'll help you kind of get ahead and leave this life of crime behind you. In the 90s. In the 90s. Yeah. The second book is Anarchist Cookbook. Oh, hell yeah. Which will help you build a bomb in my basement. Better criminal. Yeah. And like grow mushrooms in a in a drawer in my bedroom as my cousin once tried to do and got in a lot of trouble around the magic mushrooms. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I thought Good it was job, cool. Pip. He, no, it wasn't Pip. <laughs> and he had a sign on his bedroom door that like, I think I must've been eight, but his door was always closed and he was clearly growing mas- magic mushrooms in a drawer. And the sign on his door said, no trendy posers. Oh shit. God, I bet you felt fucking And I was like, fuck. Well, I think your place. What I'm realizing now in like confessing this to you is I think that like at the time I didn't know what a trendy poser was. And it felt like a contradiction. It's like you, surely you couldn't be trendy and also a poser. That's like a good thing. That's a bad thing. That's impossible. But I think I was like, I know I'm not allowed in this room, and therefore I must be yeah. A trendy poser. Yeah. And that's always something I've kind of carried with me. The end justified the means. In yeah. One. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but yes. The third book is a book that I looked at a lot when I was uh, probably around 13, okay. 14. When was I it the, the Playboy with, the, with Erica Aleniak from Baywatch on the cover? Um, no. Okay. It's the joy of sex. Okay, yeah, that's a classic. Me and my friend Elliot would go to the public library after school, <laughs> go to the sex books and look at the joy of sex. Mm-hmm. And the fourth book is this book, okay. Tanner, Diary 15, Volume 3. Mm-hmm. Going on a road trip. Going and on a road trip. Choosing which podcast, choosing which podcast to. to listen to. Okay. And here's the, here's the wrinkle. Okay, because I, I get caught, don't I? You could get caught, and but you're a savvy criminal. Okay. And you've planned for that inevitability or that... that Contingency. Possibility. Mm-hmm. Contingency was slightly more elegant, but yes. You have a contingency plan okay. for yeah. that possibility. Right. Okay. Thank you. You saved it. And it's this. Okay. You're stealing two books. Okay. If you get caught, you pull one out and you say... Oh, hell yeah. Oh, sorry. I... Must forgot have, to pay for this. Forgot to pay for this. Yeah. And also, okay. I don't have any money. Do you take checks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you get to steal the second sneaky book, which is okay. still in your coat. So you choose two books. One that's the decoy book, and one that's the actual book you want to leave the store with. Mm-hmm. Choose now. What's on the cover of the podcast one? Is it the same cover as Joy of Sex? It is sex. It is very sexual. Yeah. I think the cover of Joy of Sex is very minimalist it's they're like, like scripted font on like a white page it's a 70s man and a 70s lady i think oh yeah that's, you're right that's yeah. the illustrations within the book yeah and what the tanner book has done is take those illustrations yeah or something like them yeah and pull them out of the book and put them on the cover of the book yeah so it is it's pretty graphic it's okay. me i've i'm very hairy yeah <laughs> it's sort of a pencil sketch yeah uh, fully nude, <laughs> sitting in like the passenger seat of a car. Yeah, no, I'll take that. Okay, I'll take that. I was gonna take Joy of Sex, but uh, this sounds pretty titillating. You can take both. The cover sold me. Um, yeah, I guess I'll take both. Right. That's great. Because okay. if you want to be caught sneaking out of a independent bookstore, yeah, with any book in your jacket, 
Yeah. You want that book to be the joy of sex. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Or the anarchist cookbook. nothing like getting caught by a 16-year-old yeah. boy and being like, oh, sorry, I was just yeah. stealing the joy of sex from you. Um, and my so-called babies, you thought we weren't talking about this book, but we actually were, because that is we a were, scene that, that, happens. Uh, that happens in this novel. And Ducky and Sonny collaborate to catch a thief and catch a criminal. And why don't you take a seat over there, they say. Oh, right. Yeah. And he's like, no, I just brought these wine coolers yeah. <laughs> myself. Yeah. Um, great. That's lovely. I would love. I look forward to reading it. Um, can I tell you what my book is called? Yes, please. Something that I, w- w- a mode of being that I would like to instantiate with a lover, but not with an enemy. My book is called Jack Book 15, Diary 3, 69ing. I thought about Sex Acts 2. Mm-hmm. When but you when you suggested the prompt, yeah. But there's something sort of naughty, and therefore titillating about doing it with an enemy because mm. you feel like there would be like a level of sort of okay. And I'm not saying no. no you no. and I are different people. Okay. Well, what about can I say Frenching? Because you're right. There's something naughty about it with an enemy, but if Frenching is like it still feels a little naughty. Okay. Can I make a suggestion? Yeah. Spanking, maybe, because like it, with a lover, that would be sort of like fun and playful, and maybe like a little sexy. Mm. But I would worry that an enemy would do it too hard and painfully. What about sober lovemaking? Something By that's sober, like, you don't mean like lack of alcohol. You mean like I mean something serious. that's like within the bonds of matrimony. So carnal marital conjugation. That's a book. Okay, and what's on the cover? It's me doing it. And is it? Joy of Sex style, kind of graphic. It looks, it looks like, yeah, it looks like. Does joy that of come sex. across on the? Cover? Does it come across in Joy of Sex? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Those two are clearly married. <laughs> okay, yeah. it's the same. It's like whatever the first page of Joy of Sex is. It's like two people standing next to each other, uh, and they haven't shaved. Yeah. Anything. No. And that's why it. would it's like they? the first page? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, they're like holding hands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's it. And uh, so here's what's happened. Tanner, here's where yeah. I want to put you. I'm visualizing. In your mind. Okay. You're a single parent. Mm. And you have two... Testicles. Books that you have been raising. Oh. That you have to look after. And you love them both equally. But... Uh, and the books are... What is it? Conjugal, carnal relations. Carnal... Relations, something like that, and the other one is who moved my cheese. Consummation, sure. And one of them seems perfect and like is like destined for greatness and is like always achieves well in school. Um, and you love them both equally, but like the other one's like not as good. Uh, and then a bunch okay. of murders happen around you. Okay, bad things. Th- fires get set. People start dying. Okay. Anyway, fast forward to I'd probably move. The books, but wait, it like the problems move with you. Poltergeist, shit. It fast okay. forward to the end of the story, and you are you're. I haven't actually seen this movie, but you're hanging over the edge of a cliff. Yeah, and you're holding in each arm, and on your left hand you're holding Who Moved My Cheese, and your right hand you're holding this like weird sex book. Yeah, and and you can't. The weight is too much, and you have to drop one of them. It's my choice. And it's your choice. 
I haven't also seen the movie. Is that really true about all the like fires and stuff? I don't know. I'm just imagining it. Okay. I know it's Macaulay Culkin. No, that's the good son. Yeah, that's what I'm describing. I'm not describing <laughs> Sophie's Choice. <laughs> Sophie's Choice. That's I'm describing uh, how, what I think the good son is. I also haven't seen the good son. That's what happens. One of them's bad. Okay. Which one do you drop? Which one do you think deserves to be dropped? He, eats, he like eats blackberries and dies. No, that's the B one. Mm. My girl. Me? You talking to me? That's a book. Movie's called My Girl. Oh. I saw Macaulay Culkin's band play. Boy, were they very bad. It was called like Pizza Party or something. It was called the like Pizza Underground. It was like a Velvet Underground cover band that sang songs about pizza. It was a very unpleasant experience. Jamie and I saw Macaulay Culkin at a restaurant in Minneapolis once. How was that? Fine. Okay. Good story. And which book do you drop? I have to drop one. Yeah. And then no one will ever be able to read it. Can I drop both? No, you got to drop. I guess you could. Yeah, sure. But you love them both like they're your children. So you wouldn't. And I know which one is bad and starts fires, and I know which You're one is a good sure. or I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. You have to make a guess. In, in this moment, in my scenario, in this moment, you're making a guess as to which one, like, you're looking deep into your heart and guessing which one you truly loved all along and which one was, like, even though you love it, like, it's probably I'm going to drop Who Moved bad. My Cheese. Okay. That's great. Thank you. And I want to explain why. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like... There are probably lots of copies of Who Moved My Cheese in the world. Mm-hmm. I think it, in fact, in fact, says on like a banner on the front of the book, like over one million copies sold. Right. So you could just get another one. I'll just get another one. Okay. But I don't think this like sex book. I don't want to read it. <laughs> I don't want to read it. I saw the cover. I saw the tagline. I'm mm-hmm. not interested in reading it. In fact, I'm forbidden from reading it. <laughs> but it's a one of a kind. But it's a one of a kind. And I feel yeah. like I should preserve it. Great. Okay, we did it. We talked about the book. We talked about the California Diary book that we read as well while we were talking about what would be on our right. tombstone. So it was fucking so responsible. We kind of covered our bases. Talked about one of the best scenes in the book where uh, Ducky and Sonny capture a shoplifter. So don't come after us. Yeah. Um, and uh, what else did you like about this novel? You know what my favorite part was? Yeah. The kissing? When, well, the kiss was pretty hot and heavy. It was not. <laughs> Ducky was like, I don't know how how he described it specifically, but he was like, I did not in any way move my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I didn't feel anything and I didn't move my mouth and I hated every bit of the experience. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you my favorite part. Yeah. Of this book is Maggie's mom is suffering from alcoholism. She keeps having bad nights where she gets very drunk and starts being um, problematic belligerent and problematic and maggie and zeke flee their house they call ducky and say can you come pick us up can we stay with you yes because our mom is so drunk that she's like gonna harm someone or herself Mm -hmm. ducky goes and picks them up and they come over to his house and spend the night and the next morning ted thinks that (coughs) ducky has had intercourse with Maggie yeah. and then Zeke shows up and Ted is like, what? <laughs> yeah. And then they go to work and Ted is such a fucking crow mag in this book. Like he's like, Ducky goes to Ted a bunch of times and it's like, can you help me with this problem? And he's like, I don't know, man, bag it and tag it. 
<laughs> he's like, no, like my best friend tried to kiss me and I like have all these conflicted feelings that I'm not attracted to. And he was like, oh, hell whoa. yeah, bro. <laughs> Did you kiss your dick? Yeah. <laughs> um, Ducky goes to work the next day, but he's still keeping an eye on Maggie and Zeke. So Zeke comes to the bookstore with them. Mm-hmm. Bookstore. Afternoon break. Babysitting. You are babysitting in the bookstore. That means that Zeke Ugh. is reading in the kids' section, and you are sitting in a beanbag chair, kid size but adequate, making sure he stays safe and happy, more or less. Fuck and my yes. favorite part of this book, Jack, was the good, clean, babysitting fun. Thank you. Yes. GC, BSF. This is how Ugh. Nola and Anne and the holy, the Noli spirit yeah. sees us off into the great beyond. Yes, with a fucking be- a taste. Just a fucking taste. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Nola, for this little taste of babysitting. Good, clean babysitting fun. Yeah. In this, the very last California Diary book. Um. Thank you, Nola. Thank you. We knew we could thank count you, on you, Nola. Yeah. Thank you, Africa. Thank, thank you, you Jeannie Betancourt. That's good. good. And thank you, India. This is the best Alanis Morissette song. And I will fight anyone who tells me otherwise. <laughs> that is. That is the <laughs> worst hot take. <laughs> It's like what I like about that hot take, which is a hot take that I've had for a long time and may have I've had it for long enough that it's possible I've said it on this show before. What I like about the hot take that the song Thank and then the letter U by Alanis Morissette off of the album that is after the album that is called Jagged Little Pill. Yeah. Is the best Alanis Morissette song is it really comes at you out of fucking nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) Like it is a very surprising opinion to have and I'm very proud of it I love that fucking song and it's the best Alanis song and I'll fight anyone who tells me otherwise it's not only a bad Alanis song it's a great song it's a bad song no and fuck you and the and the video she's got her she's like her hair is really long so it's naked she's naked but her hair is covering her breasts and she's standing in the highway and, and well, the cars are blurring of, like past. a green screen. And yeah. like I think it's sometimes it's a highway, sometimes it's India, sometimes yeah. it's Africa. But she just sings a song. Wow, so brave. Thank you, India. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, Atlantis, Jack, our queen. I want to talk more about this book, but before I do, I need to go... Take a break. Just say take Take a break. break. Great. Perfect. Nailed it. Okay. Pee. I need to pee. Okay. Fine. Bye. Tanner, I will tell you a brief tale before we talk about this book. Okay. Every morning, Cyril and I wake up together, by which I mean Cyril wakes me up, and... I try as fast as I can to get him out of the house to go look at cars and construction vehicles. Okay. We like shout encouragement at them. We but yeah. will shout like, I'm so proud of you, dump truck. But a couple of days ago, we were doing the, this very thing and we got to the construction site and Cyril stood on the corner 
of the construction site and every time a car or a truck would go past and this is like a fairly populated area like people are walking around cyril would say that's a fucking big dump truck so you're teaching him to do swears (laughs) no i didn't teach him to say that so it was Sarah. You're saying Sarah taught him. To <laughs> Do you know what I would say to that? If what my son Miles, who's who's prelingual, yeah, started saying swears and, and things I didn't want him to say, mm-hmm. I would say only nerds say that. Mm, I should have said. Have that. you tried that? Only nerds say that. But like Dada says it. Sometimes I'll tell Miles that's just for daddies. Okay. Like when I'm drinking a beer and he reaches for it and he wants to drink it. You say that's just for daddies. I will say, no, this is just for daddies. Yeah. My mom, when I was a kid, this is like such a, like, this is like probably leftover from like fucking Victorian times. But my mom told me as a child that only aunts can put their elbows on the table. Okay. That's a fucking thing. Did you grow up with that? That you shouldn't put your fucking elbows on the table? That is like no, some antiquated it's not shit. 1860 anymore. This Who was like a, shit? a big... We didn't need the table. We ate at the fucking couch. This like is a Americans. big feature of my life that like I like I'm only now confronting that like the amount of of time and energy that was put into telling me not to put my elbows on the table was such a waste of time. Yeah. It's a not a hobby. problem. Get a fucking hobby, Philippa. Okay, all right. Don't come after my mom. Anyway, um, this has been Dad Talk. Yes. Uh, Tanner, I would love to talk about this novel with you. Mm. Let's talk about Orm. Orm. I don't know if we're going to be able to put this And I thought we were in their good graces, and I thought they were in our good graces, because they did integrate some media for us last week. What did they integrate for us? The Amalia book. They integrated... Um, the picture, the comics. Well, no, they've failed. Sorry, they're not in our good graces. They're in our bad graces. Right. They integrated they failed and... to integrate the sh- the co- chocolate shake. Right. Yes. And we did want that. Yeah. There are a lot of theories about Orem. I thought we were going to be able to put this to bed. It's the last California Diary, so it may be our last chance to talk about it. But some people think that Orem was just trying to protect us. Yeah, right. Protect us from what happened to Sonny. Just try to integrate media that would be that wouldn't harm us. They're integrating the media they want us to see. Even if that's the case, I don't necessarily love it because I'm a big boy. You know, I want to read. I want to read what Anne put in these books. You know, and you're a libertarian, which <laughs> I'm is not, like, and I'm not. Just show me, like, let me decide. Yeah, and that is not live free or die. What I am. Um, But let me read you this passage, Tanner, and we'll just make a judgment. While you were standing halfway down the front walk, thinking about leaving a note, bad idea. This is when um, Ducky's trying to figure out how to tell Sonny that he didn't like being kissed by her. Making a few phone calls, not appealing. Or driving around aimlessly pretending you are searching for Sonny, appealing. A good guilt-free way to waste time except for the waste of fossil fuel. Dawn shouts your name from next door. You accept her invitation to enter her case and go to the mat with baby Gracie. Yeah. Shall I read that again? You accept her invitation to enter her case. Enter her case. And go to the mat with baby Gracie. Case. And what do we think 
that's supposed to mean. Ducky has this peculiar way of of writing in his journal where, where he'll sort of like he'll sort of bebop around, he'll sort of use slangy terminology. Yeah. It's it sometimes becomes a little hard to track, but in in an exciting and and fun and youthful way. Yeah. But I don't know what Dong did you say Dong called me over? I said so Dong someone called Dong or it's something called Dong. A thing called Dong shouts his name. Called which me is already over. pretty weird. And then she invites him to enter her case. Does she live in a suitcase? Is it a suitcase? Is it a court case? It's a could be a court case. And he's representing her. Okay. And so now and now Class action lawsuit. We're in a we're in a, a setting that's pretty familiar to you and me. The people versus the people Baby versus baby gracie and a courtroom setting and it's a courtroom setting and it's yeah. the plaintiff ducky mccray christopher ducky mccray yes and the defendant baby grace is baby grace who is representing right baby nation right and the crime mm-hmm. is what they did to the slaviest porpoise porpoise Okay, and so that Nola's yeah. tying up some loose, yeah, some loose ends here because she's feeling bad too. Yeah. Okay, I like that a lot, and I th- and I can't fault Orem for that. I've been wanting yeah. to. This is this has been well, and Orem's on our side in this. Yeah, I think eating away at me clear. for years. We've put aside our differences. Yeah, is what they're saying to us. Yeah. Let's put aside our differences. We know we have failed you in every yeah. possible way and at every possible opportunity. You, right. Jack, and Tanner, we have failed you, Orem. Mm-hmm. But there is something we can agree on, and it's that the heinous crime of the murder of right. Slavius Porpus is yeah. the blood is on the hands of the super babies or the riddle babies. The super babies, the I think. Super babies, yeah, yep. I think. Yeah, and baby Gracie, and baby Grace, Don's infant yeah. sister. Right, and can we offer them Grace? And it, and is this an opportunity for us to extend a hand in friendship and in grace and in charity? And the answer is no. No. I, here's what uh, I would no. do. Yeah. Orem would reach out their hand, mm-hmm. and I would grab it, and I would bring it to my mouth. I would mm-hmm. hold on to Orem's fingers, and I would bring <laughs> it to my mouth as though I was going to kiss it. Yeah. And then at the last second, I would flip it over, and I would spit into their palm. That's good. And I would do that, too. Uh, and then good. I would grab their wrist, and I would use the spitty hand to slap themselves in the face. <laughs> and I would say, why are you punching yourself? Yeah. That's funny. Orem. Yeah. Why are you punching yourself? Um, let's see. What else would you like to talk about here? Um, well, we can do our burns. I have a strike against the patriarchy. Okay. I'd love to hear that. I'm totally on board for that. And do you want to introduce it in some way? What, the strike against the patriarchy? Yeah. Fuck. Now, okay, so this is going to this is going to eat up some minutes cuz it's got to be a 90s. It's got to be a 90s themed strike against the patriarchy intro. Who was is it was there anybody in the 90s who was kind of striking sticking it to patriarchy? the patriarchy? No, I think the 90s was a very strong moment for the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Spice Girls maybe. Oh yeah, what do they say? Girl if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. So if you want to be my... Nope. What's a burning thing that happened in the 90s? Firestarter. Burning Man. Firestarter. I am the Firestarter. Yeah. Was that Prodigy? Yeah. 
And they were pretty I don't, I don't patriarchal. Think, yeah, I think they were not great. Could we just light a match? Women. Could we just light a match and do an old segment for old time's oh, sake? Yeah. Kindle in the wind. Okay, great, perfect. It's a candle That's in the wind burning. against the patriarchy, and it was for Diana. It's for Diana. The goddess, the huntress. Taken from us before her time. Yeah. Uh, the goddess, the huntress. Yeah, Artemis. We burn an eternal candle in yeah. the wind. Great, thank God. For her. And against. And against the patriarchy, and we actually use the candle to yes, burn to light down. The, yes. The the um, burning the patriarchal man, structures that that are in which is also homes. something that was in the nineties. Perfect, and it's a burning man, and isn't that appropriate? And isn't it appropriate? Great, I'm glad we got there. And what Tanner? What about uh, you? Tell me why you brought this up. Hmm. Something Ted says. Okay, Ted is such Duck- a bro, man. Ducky's brother is such a bro. He's the broiest dude. Ducky's response. First, Ted says. Maggie's a babe. She's the one giving you problems. Let me tell you, she's worth it. Even if she does travel with her little brother. You tell him she's just a friend, not a babe. She's cute, he says. She'll be thrilled you said so, you retort. He says, problems, Ducky? This should have been your cue to give up. But you say Maggie isn't the one giving you problems, and that you are still having problems with the other girl, the one you don't like that way. You avoided mentioning Sonny's name. No point in giving Ted too much information. You didn't want to clean up the mess when his head explodes. He chuckles. Ducky the chick magnet, he says, and continues like that. You should have known he would say brilliant things like, Give it a spin. Check out the menu. Drive it to the hoop, man. <coughs> you say, Sonny is not A- a car, B, yeah. an entree, or C, a basketball. Nice. And that's the strike against the patriarchy. Ted is the patriarchy. Ducky is striking against it. He's a candle in the wind. But wait, aren't the girls cars in these books? No, the boys are cars. The boys are cars, so it's a point it's of actually order. A, it's a strike for right. the matriarchy. Okay. Yes. Okay. Right. That makes sense. The, the boys, boys are, are cars. cars. Right. And so you could give TBD if the girls are entrees or basketballs. Right. But probably not. Maybe not. I There's nothing in these texts to make me believe that they're not basketballs. Okay. Oh, except this. Except this. What? Oh, yeah. Ducky's saying no. Yeah, no. Yeah, in fact, there's, saying, <laughs> this is a very clear refutation. So here's yeah. what we know. The boys yeah. are cars. Ducky yes. is a duck. Right. The girls are not cars they're not entrees and they are not basketballs right leaving every other possible thing that they on the table could yeah. be here's something ducky says stop freaking ducky just act like yourself this is not a situation except in your own duck brain duck brain and he's freaking and who it's like the phone lines what's that i think that's when you like i think freaking is like when you dial into like government subsystems okay. here's I like that. I like where you're going with that. I just want to kind of pick apart, like, the kind of meta level of the conversation we were having, which is that I think hack, that it was hack into telecommunications. No, I, I know what that is. I do, I, and, and I did know what it was, and I do know what it is. But I what I want to say is that 
So Ducky I, is no, no. A, a duck and yeah. B, okay. fucking freaking into the okay. phone lines. Okay, and that's, that's great. I've never seen a fucking duck do that before. Okay, fine. Yeah, I was going to say that I thought I had pretty good proof that Ducky was a duck. Is freaking. Uh, that it's a duck. Yeah. Like we've and he's claimed. freaking, and he's freaking. And the freaking thing felt pretty extraneous and not like a thing that ducks do. But right, exactly, and isn't that interesting? <laughs> I I don't know how to get out of this because I'm I'm still in a mode where I'm seem outraged, but I am pretty interested in this phone lines thing that you seem to have yeah. uncovered. Yeah, yeah, and it's when you just kind of hack in, right? You do something where you like play tone, and I'm my knowledge is 100 percent based on the film Hackers. Mm-hmm. You play phone tones back into the phone right in some way or you whistle or you use like a captain crunch whistle i don't yes it's like very it's very cool but yeah ducky's good at it and he's a duck and he's a duck and this book and these books tanner it all ends in parties doesn't it in a party it ends in a party and i thought that this was really poetic that's like law it's like the ending of lost it's a party? Well, it's like a church service. Okay, so very unlike, it sounds like, very unlike the ending of Lost. I would Everyone's say. kind of in a church together, and they realize that they've been in purgatory. This okay, time. yeah, so so I haven't seen the ending of Lost, but I'm now going to say with some confidence that it's very unlike the ending of Lost. Okay. The books begin with the party, right? The big scene. In the first California Diary is this party at Mrs. Kruger's house. It's where everything yes. starts to fall apart. Freddy Kruger's wife. Freddy Kruger's wife. You should never yeah. have a party at Freddy Kruger's wife or Freddy Kruger's house, right? No, it's it is Freddy Kruger's house. Yeah, let's not let's not beat around the bush here. Sunny vomits in the bushes. She literally beats around the bush. She beefs. <laughs> she beats ar- she the be- bu- beefs around she be- the bush. <laughs> she beefs around the bush. <laughs> That's how these books begin, and it's yeah. like the it's the the opening, it's the clarion call. It's like this is things are starting to fucking go off the rails, right. and then everything goes off the rails. Uh, Mrs. Winslow dies. Alex gets in worse and worse trouble, attempts suicide. Uh, Maggie's mom becomes an alcoholic. Everything goes gets, to the Betty Ford Clinic. Goes to the Betty Ford Clinic. We haven't talked about it much, but she does. In this book. They have an intervention. But finally, they are together, and they are together at the end of these books at a party. Together forever. Together forever. Rick Astley. Oh, like Rick Astley. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But it's a party. He has a party. The book ends at a party, and they have a nice pizza party. Yep. What's on your tombstone? And it's all tying up, isn't it? Isn't it? This is what Nola does. Yeah. Uh, did you have a Nola moment this week? Nola moment. Is there a moment uh, during which you knew that only Nola Thacker could have written this book? Can I read you mine? Yeah, there was. It was at the beginning of the book where it says... Okay, fine. That's cheating. That's not fun. That's not fun. Can I read you mine? Yes. There there are three things that happen in this book. Maggie's mom goes to the Betty Ford Clinic, and they have an intervention. Yes. Thing two is that it kind of seems like Brendan and Amalia are on the outs, but then they're fine. It's it's a total like that's a nothing. 
it's a nothing. Like Amalia thinks that Brendan is too nice. And Ducky's yeah. like, he's not. You're being dumb. And she's like, okay, I love him. And then thing three, which is the really the only thing that happens in this book, is that Sonny kisses Ducky. It doesn't go well. And Ducky is worried that their friendship will never be the same. But then it's fine. Right. That's the book. But here's the Minola moment. It's a beautiful moment. You love Sonny way too much and have for way too long to feel any differently. To feel in love. You don't know why, but it's not there. It's something just as strong, maybe stronger. You say, Some people are meant to be just boyfriend and girlfriend, but others are meant to be best friends. Best friends? Says Sonny, seeming to perk up. Nah. You don't want to be my best friend? You ask, pretending you're hurt. You mean it? She asks. Forever and always, you say. Sonny sighs and leans against you for a minute. You feel comfortable and happy, and you put your arm around her, and you sit there, pondering love and life and golden retrievers and Jack Russell's. Would you like me to read it again? No, I it I it took me a moment. Yeah. But I do see what you mean. Cuz what what wh- where did the dogs come from? Yeah. It's kind of what the, I'm thinking. The most beautiful and sort of like the the dramatic climax of this book is Ducky and Sonny sitting on the hood of his car, looking at the sunset over the beach, confronting their feelings for one another and deciding to just be friends. And the moment is punctuated by dogs. Yeah. Nola's like, what could be more beautiful? She's written this beautiful scene. (laughs) It's like lovely. They're finally like, they're looking off into the sunset. They've repaired their uh, rift and like the the warmth of their friendship and their love for each other is washing over them and yeah. nola's just like i can't i can't. and there's, and, a, and there's a bunch there of golden retrievers and jack russell like, trying to get four tennis balls in his mouth yeah. at one time <laughs> and nola's just like that's that's what people want right that's what they want cuz uh, nola's a dog nola's a sentient dog and she's writing these nola's books nola's a sentient dog and she's always writing these books um Okay, here's what I think we should do is uh, it's it's that time of the week where we say uh, what our burns were and the way. Jack, I we... want to talk about our burns. Yeah, but while we're talking about lore, okay, there's there's a, a bugbear that I've been chasing down. Okay, throughout this series, mm-hmm. and I would be remiss in this, the last California Diary book, to not draw attention to something that has been. A passion of mine has been something I've been solely focused on for all 15 books. Okay. And it's the presence of a certain animal. Okay. In almost every single one of these books. And I feel like there's some kind of deep meaning there. Oh, I so it's like, it's similar to, to similar to like my thing because I have this a thing with a turtle that's like, some deep that's been my thing there, and the I beginning like where I think it's there's important to a deep meaning up on. It's important to talk about. I'm not quite sure what it all means yet, but it feels like it means something. Okay. And the animal is the turtle. Okay. Okay. So it is my thing. That is my and thing. I'm the, the and I'm the one who has been focused on it. 
and that you have been kind of have it's have not shunted it aside. Said it was just a Terry Pratchett thing. Never really wanted to 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 dwell on it with specifically me. called out in the text of this book. Yeah, but it's clearly very important to these. But this it series. is called out in this reading that we did. Okay, including the postscript, mm. a personal history by Anne M. Anne Martin. M. Martin. Yep. She goes into her childhood, she goes into her parents, she goes into to growing up in Brunswick, New Jersey. Our house was as full of pets as it was art supplies. We always had cats, and except for the first two years of my life, we always had more than one. We also had fish, guinea pigs, and turtles. Fuck. It all comes back to Anne. It all comes back to Anne. This is Anne putting something of herself into this, these books. I think Anne having turtles is like all of us having a connection to God. Right. And if you don't believe in God, a connection to one higher another, power. A connection to the universe. Yeah. A connection to something bigger than you. Right. And for Anne, that's about probably the last last thing that she knew how to love in a real way. It's the only thing she's ever loved. It's the only thing she's ever loved, and she put it in these books as a signal for when we are straying from the light, when Orm was straying from the light. When and she gave us a book this week, devoid of any turtles, to draw to to make us wallow in the absence of them and notice the lack of it. Just so that in the postscript, in the personal history by Anna Martin, we would right. be. Reminded of what was missing. And that's what together is. That's what together really is. We would fall on our knees in the glory of what we didn't realize we were missing the entire time. Right. And it's all turtles. And it has been turtles. All the way down, just like Sir Terry Pratchett has always said. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because it has been a through line of these novels. And I, I feel like... And I, you're welcome. You're welcome for bringing that up throughout Okay, and it novels. has been my thing, and I have been the only one who has noticed it. But I would be remiss if I didn't... And did you notice it this week? And this is the first time I didn't notice it. Hmm. And so the assist goes to Tanner Greenring. And uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention on behalf of Jeannie that Anne does also Jean. reference fish. And she does reference in fish, that same passage she? thing. She references uh, guinea pigs also, which is a uh, Stephanie Calmanson thing. Right. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's from the Little Sister books. Yeah, Dinner and the cat people, and she references the cat people. She references the cat people, and it's all there in the text. And that's why she made us read the personal history of Anna Martin not once, not twice, not three times, not. Four times, but five times. Yeah, five times. It was the the end of every single every California single book. Diary. Three. Anne's like, hey, want to read the personal history of Anne and Martin again? Yeah, here it is, and we finally figured it out. And you did, and you figured it out, and I give you credit. And Sir Terry Pratchett figured it out. And Sir Terry Pratchett. Um, I would love to say a burn. Me too. And the way that we do that is we say. <gasps> Yes. 
I'm realizing that the um, phoneme that is s yeah. actually doesn't require a lot of breath work. Explanation of breath. Mm-hmm. Explanation? I would say exhalation, but you can say Exhalation of breath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't actually need to suck in quite as much air as we usually do at the beginning of that. Okay. Uh, noted. Great. And now that it's the last episode, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, India. Why don't you say your burn? Because I got a real fucking banger of a burn. Okay. Yeah. So this is the sitcom moment that meets your eyes as you scope out what caused the minor earthquake somewhere in your house. Your brother is entangled in a bad way with the vacuum cleaner. Also a chair, some of a small rug, which is in the vacuum cleaner nozzle, and a former vase of flowers. The vacuum is sucking the rug. Ted is kicking at the vacuum. The cord of the vacuum is wrapped around one of the chair legs. Ducky. Ted, I don't think you should be doing that with the vacuum. (coughs) And uh, the burn is on Ted because Ducky's implying that Ted is using the vacuum for autofellatio. He's using the vacuum to to phalate himself. He's and sticking the, his member in like the suction part right. of the vacuum to and it's a achieve burn, orgasm. Just to I don't, tell me if I'm putting words in your mouth, but um, and it's a burn because it's kind of exploring your own sexuality and being free with the way you are as a sexual being is something to be ashamed of. Someone, a good friend of mine, mm-hmm. once explained to me the concept of a permanent record. <laughs> which is that when if there is an afterlife and if there is a god yeah someday you will need to answer to that god and you will end up in front of whatever that is and you will need to explain every bit of your life mm-hmm. including all of the things yeah that you decided to <laughs> explore sexually yeah and whatever this being is whatever this higher power is will look at you and say I notice here <laughs> that you took a vacuum cleaner. That you've you've had intercourse with a <laughs> okay. vacuum cleaner. All right, I I yeah, and that friend was was me all along, wasn't it? It was you all. Along. Yeah. Okay. I notice notice that Bash is just well because it's like out of nowhere. Like Ted doesn't clean the house at all. That's like the whole thing about Ted. Yeah. Um, he just turned on the vacuum cleaner to see what would happen. He's t- only twenty. We all did shit like that when we were twenty. <laughs> you know yeah there's a lot to discover about this the kids world. on tiktok are having sex with grapefruits is that real yeah okay go on tiktok i get I, based what they're on, all talking about based on they're all talking about having sex with grapefruits the one thing i know about tiktok i will not be going on tiktok <laughs> is the one thing you know about tiktok is that yeah. the teens are having sex with grapefruits now yes <laughs> uh can i tell you my burn yeah. It's from the B plot. Uh so the B plot is that boy oh boy things get real bad with Maggie's mom. She she trashes the fucking house. Yep. Um and Maggie and Zeke get scared and have Ducky take them away and then Maggie in a kind of brave and awesome moment uh calls up her dad on a movie shoot and is like you fucking fly home right now and he's like i can't right now i'm really busy i'm a busy producer and maggie's like okay fine i'll call him calling the cops then instead and he's like yeah. no wait and then he does come home 
and he does yeah. the right thing. And then they have an intervention. And the the interve- at the intervention, Maggie's mom is I think still drunk probably from the night the the excesses of the night before. Um and they have Maggie and Zeke and Mr. Bloom and two of uh Mrs. Bloom's best friends show up too. Right. Like her like tennis buddies. And here's my burn. You drink too. You were loaded at the New Year's party. Mrs. Bloom's voice is off the scale. Maggie feels Zeke sit down next to her. Rachel says, We're not talking about me. We're talking about you. We're not talking about me. We're talking about you. Yeah. Mrs. B spits back. Mr. Bloom says something Maggie can't quite catch. Her mother's voice comes through loud and clear, though. She says, I don't need help. I'm fine. You know what your problem is? You've got too much time on your hands. Take up a hobby. Knitting. Go knit yourself a life. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Go knit yourself a life, motherfucker. Go knit yourself a life, motherfucker. That's a perfect burn. That is good. Yeah. You know what my mom just recently revealed to me? That what? She was out here a few months ago, uh, over the, like the New Year break, and she there's a tree outside of our house, mm-hmm. a tree pit with a tree in it. Okay. And Don't triangulate. Recently, well, it doesn't matter because the tree got cut down. Okay, that's even but more. But yeah, recently the tree had a little knit sock around it that said something about like go hug a tree or something like that. Okay. And it was a little bit of subversive like yarn bombing. Art. Yeah. Yarn bombing that someone had done on this tree on our street. That's nice. It was nice. And my dog peed in that tree pit all the time, probably caused the tree to die when okay. they, this is the reason they cut it down. Yeah. My mom just admitted to me last week that she's the one who put the she fucking yarn it? bomb on it. Your mom vandalized the tree outside your my fucking mom house? Vandalized it. Did you turn her in? And it was so bad that the authorities had to cut down the tree. Holy fucking shit. They're like, no, we won't have this kind of subversive messaging in this neighborhood. It's going to cause a fucking uprising. You know what this is like? This is like the Theatitas. It's like the Monkey Wrench Gang. Have you read Theatitas? Uh, sorry? Have you read the Theatitas? Theatitis? The, 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 I have uh, not read it. Wait, is that the right one? No, I've got the wrong one. Oh, it's Euthyphro. It's like Euthyphro. Sorry. Is that Theatitas? Right. Theatitas is the one with the um, with the cosmology. It's like Euthyphro. Uh, yes. Have you read Euthyphro? Yes. So it's like Euthyphro, the right. Platonic dialogue, isn't yes. it? Mm. Don't you think? I very much think so. Yes. Jack, do you want to talk about it? Can we talk about it? My wife, as you know, in Euthyphro, um, my wife, it begins needs with to go to bed. A man saying that. He we are going over time. Saying to uh, Socrates that he's going to prosecute his own father. Okay, what's the punchline? Well, th- then they have a debate about whether it's the more, the just thing to prosecute your own parent. I have to go. And your mom did a vandalism, and she killed a tree outside your house. Well, and I'm turning her in now, here. And if if this, my so-called babies want to do what they did to Slavius Porpoise to my mom... There we go. I'm and not going to stand in the way. And they should. Yes. Okay. Good. What I would like to do now is to go and also to leave. Me too. Okay. Um, uh, bye. 
No, that's not how we do it. What we say is please subscribe to our Patreon. Okay. Patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. It's a whole new show and it's good. And we sing the descriptions and it's a great way to support our work. Please mm. do. We need you over there. Patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. Join the party. We put a lot of love and effort into those episodes and we would love for you to hear them. It's only $5 a month. We would also like for you to buy our merch. Bit.ly slash BSCC merch. Um, they'll be shipping those things out. Get the stickers. They're so cool. Yeah. Um, sticker pack. Sticker pack. And there's t-shirts and there's a tote. And r- please rate and review our show on iTunes. And you definitely should join the Baby Nation Facebook group on Facebook, go to Babysitter's Club Club Facebook page and find the Baby Nation link and join that group. Uh, we would also like to say um, that we do love and kiss you so very much. Mm-hmm. Don't we, Tanner? I do. Yes, and I do as well. And I both love and kiss everybody who listens to this show so very much. And we are so grateful for this community of listeners. Tanner, what I would like to tell you is that this week we read a novel that was called California Diaries, number 15, Ducky. Volume three, together. Next week, birds are going to get us. The birds are finally going to get us. Finally setting our spirits free. We will be released from this eternal prison of flesh and torment. Yeah. And we will be carried into the heavens by birds. And if that doesn't happen, we will be talking about the dolls. Yes. And, the and dolls I'm not going to say any more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, the it's birds be, don't get us, the dolls will. The dolls will. Um, and all that remains is for me to say that this week I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. Ducky is throwing a nice, sensible pizza party for his best friends now. And the way he talks, you would think that good, clean, wholesome, fun, had just been invented. I've also hit record. I'm going to need you to lose the attitude, and then... No, you're not. You're not. You're pissy. You're being a pissy brat. You don't respond to my texts. You don't respond to my slacks. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>